almost there for Joe, my wife. And uh, for me, the, the, the day or so of planning uh, and shopping and relaxing a bit um, is almost at an end as well. And we're all prepared for uh, the big day in our, in our own way. And um, I don't know what Christmas uh, means to you practically, and, uh, but in our house it goes a little bit like this. Um, historically, some of us get up around about 4 a.m., uh, and then 5 a.m., and 6 a.m., and then finally 7 a.m., and um, then maybe we open a few presents and, uh, and have some breakfast together as a family. Um, then it's a dash to church. Uh, we see church family, um, and then head back home or to, fa- or to you know, other, other family to enjoy a large turkey roast and then maybe crash out and try and avoid a family game of bingo or something like that. And... Uh, yeah, so, and then the Queen's Speech is on, of course, and uh, then we think about, for some reason, eating some more, um, and then trundle home around 7 o'clock in the evening, full, uh, with lots of presents, and looking forward to, uh, to a bit of peace and quiet, if I'm honest. Um, interspersed uh, all through the day are times of giving gifts, and uh, they're usually prompted by the inevitable question that gets asked by one of the kids, uh, and it says, can I open another one? And uh, a few minutes later, can I open another one? And uh, some of my sport as a dad um, is to delay some of this gift opening, uh, to just eke out the initial enjoyment um, of each gift and to spend some time in appreciation of each one. And um, and now it has its limits, and the aim is that we do open all of the gifts over the Christmas period, usually over a couple of days, but it keeps the excitement going a little bit longer. And um, rather than just ripping everything open and, and, and being swamped in gifts, um, that's one style of giving gifts. There's, there are some parents in our family that uh, just give their kids a massive great pile of presents uh, and let them open them all at once. And uh, that's a great in another way. They get a sense of complete euphoria uh, as each gift is opened and opened and uh, the excitement intensifies. Uh, So neither is right or wrong, just a couple of different ways um, that we approach the giving of gifts and a couple of different ways uh, that the gifts are received. And uh, it's with this in mind, I want to share for a few minutes about um, how God gives gifts uh, and how we receive them. And uh, one of the most famous verses in the Bible um, talks about gifts uh, and says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And we can see in this verse, tucked away, um, the giving of the gift here, uh, and then the receiving of the gift here. And uh, so they're in those two words, the gave and the have. And uh, so it's really appropriate to share this verse at Christmas time. Because it's about God giving his son Jesus, which is the theme of Christmas all around the world. And it's interesting that the tense changes in the sentence. Uh, God gave in the past tense, and then it switches to to, to the future tense. Um, And uh, so whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So the offer God made uh, is historic and done, offered. But there's a present and future tense offer to believe and receive eternal life. So, with the theme of God giving uh, a gift for us to receive, let's take a a quick look at three things. Um, Firstly, the gift. Then we're going to look at the giver. And thirdly, the receiver. Okay? So, 
First, the gift. Now, anyone that's been in an RE lesson, a Sunday school as a child, a church service, know there's one answer that gets around 90% of all questions right. So if I were to ask you, what's the gift God gave? The number one answer back would be, yeah, well done. Brilliant. And in a sense, that's, that's part of the answer, but not the whole answer. Um, you see, John 3.16 says that uh, God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, who, and whoever believes in him will receive what? Eternal life. So what's the gift? Is it Jesus or is it eternal life? Is it one? Is it the other? Both? Either? Can we pick a mix? Um, well, it's not clear from this passage. Um, to be fair. So, um, so I'd like to take you to one more passage um, in the Bible that describes this in slightly more detail. And uh, it's, written, uh, it's a letter written, uh, the scholars say, to the church in Rome by a teacher called Paul. And uh, he explains this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus our Lord. So this eternal life isn't an either or neither is it a pick and mix you can't take one but not the other Paul explains to the early church it's actually part and parcel of the same thing eternal life with Jesus they come as a package and it's clear that eternal life is only found in Jesus no one else so that's a summary of the gift the gift that God is offering is eternal life in Jesus so we briefly looked at the gift. Now let's um, turn our attention to the giver of the gift. Well, the passage clearly explained that God is the giver of this gift of eternal life. So I'd like to look at two aspects of how God gave it. And unsurprisingly, because it's eternal life in Jesus, the two characteristics or aspects are both wrapped up in the life of Jesus. Um, and I'd like to take a, a moment to look at two possibly slightly strange uh, seemingly unrelated details of Jesus' life. Um, one at his birth and one at his death, and, uh, which I think highlights something we can understand of God and his desire to give the gift. Now, we've sung lots of songs this afternoon about, an uh, about angels. And the first thing I'd like to point out uh, and share with you is this. In the lead-up to the birth of Jesus, um, the Bible records an increase in angelic activity. Now, scholars say that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's around 400 years, and there's nothing recorded in that time from a biblical perspective. Effectively, it's 400 years of silence in the Bible. And after those 400 years, heaven starts breaking through into earth in a completely new and dramatic way. Angels from heaven start appearing and delivering news to people they delivered news to a man called Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist, who was a prophet announcing Jesus was coming. They delivered news to Mary, who was to be the mother of Jesus, to Joseph, who was going to marry Mary, to the shepherds who were in the fields, directing the shepherds to where Jesus was. And the shepherds got a whole lot more than one angel, though. The Bible describes firstly one angel, uh, and then a whole heavenly host of angels, uh, and it says the shepherds are petrified. And we can see that as God gave Jesus literally, physically, in Bethlehem, we saw heaven opening and angels appearing, sometimes in ones and sometimes by the, the skyfall. Uh, when God gave that gift, 
did it in style. Huh? So, if you can, can, please hold in your head that picture of uh, a sky full of angels. And um, let's journey to the other end of Jesus' life. Because the second point I'd like to share about how God gave the gift is at the crucifixion. Uh, the place where Jesus gave his life to pay the price for our sins. And it's this, recorded uh, in Matthew's account of Jesus' life, at the moment Jesus died on the cross to pay the price to bring us eternal life in him, Matthew records that the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Something physical, geophysical happened um, that literally shook the earth at exactly the time that this gift given by God fulfilled his mission by paying for our sin and opening up a way for us to receive this gift of eternal life that God wants to offer everyone. So, what does this say about the giver? At Jesus' birth, we see the heaven ripped open and angels pouring through, giving praise to God. And um, at his death, we see the earth shaking uh, as Jesus dies as part of his mission to rescue us. What does this say? tell us about God? I'd say this. God literally moved heaven and earth to offer you this gift of eternal life in Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yeah? So, we've looked at the gift and the giver. Now, I'd just like to spend a couple of minutes looking at the receiver. So let's go back to the, the verse again in John 3.16 and take another look. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So there's the offer of God for eternal life in Jesus that he moved heaven and earth to offer you. And I'd like to look at a way that we receive that gift uh, from God that God puts before us. And as I, as I think on how I like to give gifts as a dad to my children, uh, I think about how much I want them uh, to take what I have for them. Um, uh, I've paid for the gift as a dad. Um, I, I've, I've worked to ensure it's delivered at the right time uh, and in the right way. And I know it's an amazing gift and it probably cost me a lot. Um, and it might cost them time to use it. It might mean that they have to make some space for this gift in their life um, that they don't, uh, haven't made at the moment. They might need to have a clear out to ensure that the gift is given its rightful place in their life. But they know as a loving father that I want to give them this gift best gift I can and so it is with God he moved heaven and earth he paid the price of the gift with his own son's life and it's been given with perfect timing and it's an amazing gift but we still need to receive it we still need to make a choice to receive what God is offering us because it comes with a cost the cost of laying down our life and taking this new eternal life in Jesus and believing that he, has, he was sent to pay the price for our sins. And living our lives as a response to this truth. So I believe God's heart is that we take the gift on offer. That we accept that if the God of everything offers us a, a, a gift personally, um, that it's very likely the most amazing gift we could ever receive. And that, that he loved us so much he actually paid the price of Jesus dying on the cross um, to ensure we have the opportunity to receive this gift. Jesus died to bring us this gift. 
Or I suppose we could reject the gift. My kids at home could say, thanks, Dad, but I don't want it. Maybe they don't feel worthy. Maybe there's something that they think, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they know that it's a life-impacting gift and they don't feel comfortable. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that as a loving father who loves to give good gifts to my children, something would need to be seriously wrong for them not to receive it. But if they still refused, what could I do? God has an amazing gift on offer to you, to me, to the world. But we need to choose if we receive it or not. We need to decide what our response to the Father is when we see him holding out this amazing gift towards us, urging us to take it. Are you going to be the one who takes it or refuses it? So John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And his desire is that no one would perish but have eternal life in Jesus. So as we go about our day tomorrow, giving gifts, unwrapping gifts, enjoying life together, I pray we can all use these gifts as a reminder of the amazing gift um, on offer to us from an amazing God who paid the ultimate price for the gift. The God who moved heaven and earth to offer you this amazing gift. And there may be some here that already taken that gift I know there are and, uh, and, and so let's, let's use the rest of this time to, to express our gratefulness to God it may be that it's a gift that you want to receive but haven't yet then you can receive it tonight just where you are by praying to God and offering him your life in exchange for a new eternal life in Jesus that he gives you when you ask him so Ross and the band are going to come up and lead us again. As they do, why not thank God for offering the gift and receive this new life in him. Receive the best Christmas gift ever. The gift of eternal life in Jesus that God moved heaven and earth to offer you.